0: Talk I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless, torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. I do it daily. But on Motto, Every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Joan is busting out all over. It's Rusical time. The story is all about mommy dearest. So whose time was cut short when Rue gave them the axe? It's time to talk all things Drag Race All-Stars 8. And joining me is a Broadway BB that I've been looking for. It's the fabulous Nashley Tisdale. Hello. Um, Hello.
1: I'm so good.
0: I had a plethora of Ashley Tisdale references that I could have thrown in there. But I chose those <laughs> two because um, <laughs> is her life anything but High School Musical?
1: um no <laughs> yeah
0: he said she said that's about it and like that he did that's niche.
1: he did scary movie five yeah
0: that um, was it i barely remember that movie uh, that nobody franchise.
1: i nobody saw the fifth one the fifth one was bad yes. <laughs> but everyone well, was like why don't you do kiss the girl with the new little mermaid coming out and i was like well maybe we'll see maybe
0: um welcome welcome friends um if you are theater lovers because this episode is all about theater um the tony's were last night um give us a yes. five second rundown good bad what would you think
1: Oh my God, Kimberly Akimbo, deserving. Some Like It Hot didn't really win anything and that made me happy, but Jay Harrison Gee and Alex Newell deserved everything. Uh, I was, I mean, I'm happy with the outcome. I think it was very like spread out and it was a good, I think it was a good year.
0: I mean, I've not seen Kimberly Akimbo. I'm a little surprised um, that it won, but I think it's because it's all theater people and theater people voted for the theater people because some of the other things are not, theater things
1: yeah um
0: not fully an original musical because it is based on a, on a play. play that being said i'm very sad for shucks because i think shucks is one of the most original Shukt. beautiful things in the world it's so good um, was so but good. Alex, alex newell won um and friends alex Newell be their uh glee co-star to a tony <gasps> award <laughs>
1: Oh, I'd like the side the second to be because I believe somebody else on Glee has a Tony as well. I mean, Jonathan
0: Groff. Uh, well, he doesn't have a Tony, but um, I'm sure someone does. I
1: don't. Know. Some yeah. I don't um, know. But Leah, I was like, why are we letting Funny Girl perform again? Because, because we need to keep pushing she, Leah Michelle.
0: No, she probably paid for it out of her own pocket to be like, I'm performing this song at the Tony Awards because I deserve it. So she did, did.
1: Did she do Don't Read on My Parade? I didn't yeah. see the performance. Oh, of yeah. course she did. The same thing she's been doing for, of course, years. Of course, I, ha- I need to be here. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: I I'm very happy for my my friend Bonnie Milligan, who um I've been, uh, I've known for over a decade now.
1: It's so um, deserving.
0: Yeah, I I so, so, fun fun facts, friends. I was one of the first big reviews she ever got when she was at the flea. Um, so I kind of helped like, boost her, and then she was in a couple workshops of a musical I wrote. Uh, so that was fun. Good times. Slay. Um, well, I have three Tony winners in that cast. I had her, uh, Lauren Patton, and Michael Cerberus. Crazy. Right? Oh my god.
1: Right? Oh, I love Michael Cerberus. now I'm
0: tra- traumatized by theater.
1: Well... That's what, happens. <laughs> that's what happens
0: all right friends let's move into this as always i must leave a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we're discussing reality tv show characters that's presented to us through reality television production we are showing the editing of a television show wants to see we react to what it's presented yes these are real people that get an opportunity to go on television to share their crafts but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed what is said on this podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show all right, uh, six episodes in, we are here talking about Drag Race All-Stars 8. Uh, how are you, how, what are your thoughts on this this lively season?
1: This season is kind of wild, and it's, I honestly feel it's maybe one of the better ones kind of since the beginning of All-Stars, if I'm being completely honest. It's unhinged. Yeah, it. it and I just maybe feel more engaged with it because I'm like, it, oh, it's like, oh, this feels kind of like Drag Race again. It doesn't just feel like... We're just pushing through something else. Yeah,
0: it it feels like the stakes are higher because again, a lot of the cast are people who normally wouldn't get a phone call to do an All Star season. Um, Yeah. So in in a sense, they have more of a fight, but um, you just can't deny there there is definitely favoritism.
1: Well, yeah, and yeah, and I think at the same time, like, while maybe they wouldn't have initially originally gotten a call like the first couple times around, I think a lot of these people do deserve. To be here getting this second chance, especially yeah, like, I think like James, of, um... James Mansfield and uh and even like I mean Kahana is a superstar, like there's no mm-hmm. denying that she's fabulous. And I'm I was so happy when Heidi came back because I loved her on her original season and I just love her all around. But it's just it's crazy seeing some of this go down. And I mean, or like Alexis was top five on mm-hmm. her season mm-hmm. and Darien was top four. I was really interested to see what she was going to do because seeing her a lot out in the real world. Yeah, what's
0: always interesting is when more new seasons come out, there's queens from those seasons that automatically get plucked and they're told, you're okay, you're going to be the all star. So some of the ones from the earlier seasons get pushed away. But now with the work, the world tour, and all those fun opportunities, yeah. a lot of queens don't want to do it right off the bat. So that's why they are pulling from. Um, the benches in a way because like there was no way in hell yeah it, I, mean, I would never have bet in that Nasha lopez or monica beverly hills would ever appear on a drag race season ever again but here yeah
1: are. and then seeing them going out first to... well,
0: that works out for the fantasy that i was playing around with but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's dive into this episode Jimbo's scary head is waiting on the box as the girls dance their way back into the workroom. The luck gods have been smiling on Kahana and she is overjoyed. Kahana and Jessica are safe and Jessica believes they deserve to be there. She will not take this opportunity for granted. She does not want to be in the bottom again. At least not there. She's just a bottom. Sound familiar? <laughs> so what's in the box? Lots of lipsticks for Kahana. One vote from Jessica, obviously from Kahana. And Jimbo does reveal that the lip sticks she pulled was for Kahana. Now, Kahana has been in the bottom twice, so she respects their decision. She says she wants it that much more. She can be gone if she slips up again, but the plan is to win, and that's what she's going to do. I mean, that's usually how you do a game show. Yeah. Jimbo is congratulated for winning again and now we will have a moment of pure vulnerability from Jimbo. She had incredible critiques she had fun in the snatch game but that lip sync she fell on her face and feels embarrassed. She cannot win a lip sync to save her life. Her lip sync record on drag race is zero.
1: Big fat goose egg. Oof.
0: She starts to cry as she loves performing, but is annoyed how she chokes every time in lip syncs. But perhaps it's not choking. Perhaps it's just a different style of lip sync than what she normally does.
1: And, and that's totally, I agree with that 100 She's not a pop girly. She's she, not a pop diva girly. And as she someone will who do is, weird shit. Exactly. As someone who is also not a pop diva girly doing the little one, two, get on up, get on up, turn me on. It's just, it's not the world.
0: I mean, I've seen her perform live a couple of times. She's performed um, It's Oh So Quiet by Bjork, which is kind of mainstream enough, but it's creepy and crazy because what does she do with that performance? It's the baloney number. Um, And then she does a a classic Hollywood style song called Tits that's very much um, uh, in line. It's not what you're going to see on Drag Race. So I understand the struggle. She's not to ever achieve what she wants to achieve based on what the songs she gets are
1: no exactly it's okay honestly i thought the one that she was i thought bad reputation was going to be the one that was close it was close yeah because when chanel came out and then they said the song i was like oh this is this is interesting chanel's just she's
0: she's a a lot of reasons veteran
1: at that oh truly truly
0: Now, with three wins, she has lost every lip sync. She says it's a blow as drag queens are known to lip sync, unless you're from Britain where you just sing it all. She has the feeling. She has all the feelings with Heidi going and all the dynamics. And Jessica says it was a surprise that one of her sisters has left the competition. Alexis felt Heidi was a real contender saying she's so sorry she got so shaken. And we're going to cut to Candy who is not feeling the love sesh. She just has game on her mind at all
1: times. All times. Game ends.
0: Whether this was the next line that actually followed Alexis's speech or it was edited this way, what Candy says next lacked all empathy as she stated that she hopes Heidi didn't plant any seeds that will grow when the competition moves forward. She says if she feels a certain way, she will tell you right there and then. And I was like, oh, oh we're, we're, we're going into competition mode already. We're not even allowing Heidi to have a moment to be gone. We're no.
1: The body is not cold.
0: Now, in a fun piece of editing, she will say, if you're competition, I'll tell you, I'll send you home as the camera pans straight to James Mansfield foreshadowing a moment to come we shall see now jimbo knows that being the front runner makes people nervous and people make questionable decisions when they're nervous she can't worry if candy is loyal to their alliance so she will just stay true and hold up her end of the alliance and hope for the best it might bite her in the ass but she's a man of her word time to move forward see who's on top candy will plant a seed to kahana about heidi planting seeds and she will not let anything get in her way, the crown and $200,000. She is not letting these girls get in her way. The real competition has started. Ooh. So, what was it before then? Just the, the tryouts?
1: Yeah, I, I guess. The, the warm up period.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now it is a new day, and the workroom seems to have a little bit of a makeover. Rue's portraits are gone, and the portraits are of Joan Crawford. If you're nasty, it's Mommy Dearest. Are you familiar with the work of Joan Crawford?
1: Oh, very much so. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Um, do you have a favorite Joan Crawford film?
1: Oh, so I love Baby Jane. What mm-hmm. what happened to Baby Jane? That is that will always be one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the women is a close second.
0: Okay, all right. Well, the alarm blares as Rue's messages all references to Mommy Dearest. She arrives in a very loud suit, and I gotta ask who's doing Rue's um out of drag wardrobe because uh it, it's not good. It, it,
1: it is it is pimp rue charles this season like
0: (laughs) i mean i i did not watch the tour of rue's mansion i don't know if you did but like clearly rue has a lot of fashion and clothing there Um, this is just
1: extravagant
0: i feel like we're at the bottom of the the closet
1: i think she's just trying to not repeat looks but i don't know. the stylist this season is maybe i yeah maybe the stylist doesn't have much style to begin with yeah
0: Now, Rue reveals that Hollywood has created a galaxy of superstars, but says two actresses outshine them all. And now, no, friends, she is not talking about Lindsay Lohan in her dual roles as Hallie and Annie in The Parent Trap. No, (laughs) no. No, no, it's Joan Crawford and Faye Dunaway who played Joan Crawford in *Mommy Dearest*. Mommy. Certainly, Dearest. certainly, have seen *Mommy Dearest*.
1: Oh, I just rewatched it the other day.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I remember during COVID. Um, we're going to have to reference this this child many times in this podcast. But during COVID, uh, me and the the Ghost Boy, uh, we we did a drinking game to *Mommy Dearest*. Um, oh boy! Yeah, don't do that! Don't do that! Yeah, <laughs> no, you'll die. Rue says that Joan Crawford was the movie star and her charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent was the stuff that legends are made of. Mommy Dearest is based on her life and is a camp classic that is a masterclass in acting Hollywood, politics, and survival. And therefore, this week's Maxie Challenge is the world premiere of Joan, the Unauthorized Rusical. They are going to play Joan at a different stage in her epic career. They will record solos with composer Leland. And it is Leland week on the podcast because he was on Queen of the Universe this week too. Oh my gosh. Um, then we will work with the director of hit movies like Hairspray, Rock of Ages, Disenchanted, which hadn't come out with the time of filming.
1: Oh, that's so funny.
0: Adam Shankman. And to help him get character, they will use wigs provided by Wigs and Grace. Now, are you familiar with the work of Adam Shankman?
1: I am quite a bit, actually. Um, I mean, Hairspray came out like right when I was falling in. Well, (laughs) 2007, I was seven years old. (laughs) What's it like Um, to be young? oh it's painful because the world is burning and it's all going to be gone in 20 years so (laughs) every day is a constant struggle but um Hairspray was one of my favorite movies when I was younger um because it was like the first time I'd ever seen like since like because like I mean Phantom of the Opera was like the first thing that got me into theater and then I saw Wicked and then I saw Hairspray and I was like oh this is happy but it also like says something and that was kind of like first time i ever got like a taste of that so that was fun and then what uh it was disenchanted and rock of ages oh rock of ages and i love love the rock of ages movie
0: really i do oh my god they got so many of the good songs
1: they did but i like that i kind of like what they did kind of like a 1940s treatment with it where they kind of tried to make it its own thing from the stage version yeah, Katherine Jones.
0: She was her own thing in that one.
1: Cuz I do I love the stage version too and I love the movie version but I love them for just being separate things, I think.
0: I love the, the stage musical. Um I went to go see it after the day after the Tonys that year. I was so mm-hmm. excited to see Constantine Morales, but he wasn't in it. Do you know who I he was just forced had, to see he had, instead? He had
1: he had the cameo <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs>
0: Do you know who was forced to see in the lead role in the musical on Broadway after the Tony Awards?
1: Oh no, who was it?
0: This douchebag named Jeremy Jordan.
1: Ah, Wait, I didn't even know Jeremy Jordan was in that show. Oh yeah, he was the
0: understudy. Oh yeah, that was his like big big big
1: wow. Oh, I can't hear that. Yeah, I I feel like that's. I don't want to even look up a bootleg of that because I'm scared. Of what I might find <laughs>
0: anyway on the runway, it's time to celebrate another legend, Ninth of a Thousand J- Grace Joneses, which was another reference to Queen of the Universe too this week because we had someone looking like Grace Jones. Oh
1: my god, <laughs>
0: Joneses now it is time to battle it out and select our roles for Joan the unauthorized Rizgul. And Alexis thinks this is her challenge, and I do too. Um, ooh, this was a rough one for her to
1: be, yeah. Robbed. I mean, I was. I Yeah, and I mean I was happy She I, she did take the risky part And I knew she was going to turn it out Because it's it, It's Alexis Michelle Like Broadway diva herself Alexis P. Michelle I don't know now, if that's her actual middle in Maybe, topic. who
0: knows Candy <laughs> is triggered as a Rusical is the challenge That technically got her eliminated on season 13 uh, I still think she should have left But alas, it's Mama Ru's world And she's going to do what she's going to do
1: the, wow.
0: the are producers are going to are gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that one was Rue. Rue made that snap decision. She, she Candy was Crazy. supposed to
1: go. Crazy. Um,
0: the pressure is on as Rue is a huge fan of Joan Crawford, and this is not a lip-syncing Rue's goal. No, no, no. They are going to have to scout Louise. James will ask to play Mommy Dearest Joan. She has no objection to the Rolls Hicks. Lala wants to play Let It Go, Joan, which we will learn is the voguing part. And they all agree she's the one. Jimbo will ask for Hag Superstar Joan. And again, no more problems. She's got the bar,
1: Also perfect.
0: So Kahana is stuck between two as she either wants no more wire hangers or MGM Queen. And Alexa says that MGM Queen is Joan and her youngest and most beautiful. So it's perfect for her. There it is. Um, I, I think that was Alexis trying to be, um, a little flirty also, but she likes to flirt.
1: It's okay. Listen, she do what she do.
0: So who wants the country one? Well, Jessica will make a chicken noise as it's her way of saying it's a fast song. Alexis thinks it's a great opportunity as it's the don't fuck with me fellow scene, which is legendary. She knows it's really fast and wordy, but if you can make it funny and fierce, it's a real opportunity. And I agree. It's a risk. And Alexis is willing to take it. Mm. Now, Candy loves no more wire hangers, as does Jessica. And Candy will say that she doesn't have another option. And Alexis will be like, what do you mean you don't have another option? You don't get to say it's mine. And Candy's like, I didn't say that. It's the one I want. Girl, it's all about tone.
1: It, it is. But, you know, the Bronx.
0: We know that you got a very direct, competitive aura, Candy. So it was presumed that you won't back down from a fight for a role. So exactly. I think Alexis was right in saying what she didn't. Exactly. So what will they do? Jimbo says death drop or backflip for it. And Candy ate backflip for no role. She is going to do it. An on-the-spot audition. How would you do auditioning for a role that you barely had in your hands for more than five minutes?
1: I mean, I think they went about it the right way. They had the music in the ear and they were probably singing along. Because I I assume they probably have another backing track with vocals for them to learn it. Because, I probably. Mean, I would hope given, so. I mean, I assume that they have to learn and record this in a single day which is <laughs> from a mm-hmm. realistic performer standpoint is not the easiest thing in the world unless you already have a track with somebody making vocal choices on it that are it's going to be easier yeah. for you to follow along I mean with. I
0: don't know the behind the scenes of it all I'm sure that like they've had it for a while they've had like an idea of it Yeah um,
1: This cuz I there's a lot of
0: acting that happens on reality TV
1: well, yeah. And especially with like the costumes, I was like, oh, were the costumes brought by them or did they make these for them? Production or? had like, them ready. Yeah. I was. That was my thing. I was like, <laughs> there's so much so, that went into it.
0: The queens will vote based on the audition. Jessica, Candy, assume their positions. And well, I'm going to say it, neither are good. Like it was cringe at best. And that's saying a lot. Jessica sounded like she was singing the Power Rangers theme song. Uh, Candy, I don't think, was saying words. <laughs> Go back and listen to it. It sounds like Power Rangers. It sounds like Google Power Rangers. <laughs> the Power Rangers! <laughs> um, yeah. Regardless, the queens will allow Candy to have the part as the Cookie Monster voice hit the notes, according to Kahana. I was like, really? Those were the notes? Okay. Well,
1: they, listen, if you're polishing something that may or may not be the best if you're trying to put together Mm -hmm. a broken if you're trying to put together a broken plate then guess what there's still gonna be cracks like
0: (laughs) now jessica will do her best with bring me the axe and i'm like but these are all iconic moments how can any of this go wrong for anyone truly Candy's happy she got her role but now she has to prove to everyone she can finally get a win she needs it to be her big moment now which role would you have selected
1: Ooh, see, I loved the, mo- I loved the mommy dearest verse and I also loved bring me the ax. So I probably would have been between those two, Okay, okay. but also hag Joe, oh, hag Joan is just so iconic, but that verse wasn't. It wasn't. That was one of the weakest. There were a lot of vocal choices, and
0: we're going to talk about those vocal choices. <laughs> we're going to head to the studio, aka the main stage, where Leland is there looking like Fred from Scooby Doo. I'm not really? mad at it at all. I'm, in fact, that's what I would prefer him to
1: look. I like. I was like, I love the new Barbie movie. Yeah.
0: Um, he's joined by Gabe, and I know this band is named Gabe because he is not Freddie Scott, and he is the person that was also on Queen of the Universe this week. So <laughs> oh, God, this man I, I, is just following around, but he didn't get he didn't get like a little kind of this. This week no one we didn't learn his name i knew it ah but i want freddie scott back he was so cute anyway leland welcomes them to make some hollywood history as joan has some pretty big shoes to fill the good things they're drag queens because they all have huge feet wow <laughs> do, you, do you have trouble getting heels
1: uh no i i sometimes have an easier i can wear like an 11 or 12 okay not bad yeah it's a pretty it's like right at the border of right, being right. hard to find
0: All right, let's do it and start with James, who says that she is a high, very high, Paula Abdul, and I don't even know what that means. Now, Candy and Jimbo says she's good, but what I hear was meh. The character is there, and that's what James does best, and Candy sees her as a dark horse of the week, and she sees her. And with that, we see Candy starting to reign as the queen of the hypocrisy games if you want to know how candy really feels about things just go back to last week where she said it's not about the way she's about to play this game
1: just go watch the confessionals
0: (laughs) leland likes the sinisterness of james and thinks it will be wonderful i have opinions of that when we get to the performance but i think leland had the right inclination wrong in how to guide her vocally but we will get to it Leland is excited to hear Candy, and she tees because that's pressure. Leland tells her the pitch is there, but wants her to think of the acting moments. And when we see that line reading from Leland, uh, confirmation: gay in the house.
1: He's oh, so good. Oh, 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 oh! Yes, Blaming. Yes.
0: Um, I just Leland? want to know how many. Times I just want to know how many times he fucked Troy Sivan. That's all I want to know. Uh, um. You know, know they had were the music sessions where they got high and probably did stuff.
1: Oh, you oh probably. I mean Detroit and, and Savannah's
0: a dirty dirty big.
1: Yeah, we've we've been seeing that Instagram girl.
0: No, good marketing. Good marketing.
1: Good. L- listen, it's the Charlie Puth mindset. <laughs>
0: actually, this one's gay. Ah! Um, we're gonna hear a sampling from Kahana, and well, that sound like doom and lots of gloom. No false out of bitch. She will try to hit it, but child, no. Uh, Leland tells you to push, clinch, and squeeze. Are you familiar with those techniques?
1: Um. Yeah, and then all of my professors would be like, "Um, don't do that. You're gonna ruin your voice." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Um, at least they said you're going to ruin your voice instead of ruin your butt.
1: Well, that too. <laughs> Lala
0: says words rather than sing. But regardless, Leland loves to tone. When she does sing it, it's a variety of notes in one. She's not a singer, but she says if she were, she would be a Millie Vanilli. Did you get the joke? Um
1: I did
0: not. <gasps> is that a the milli- joke is Millie Vanilli got caught in the 80s because they were lip syncing. Oh, they were lip-syncing. never singing. Okay. That, um, yeah. that makes sense. As, as I wrote in my notes, you are probably too young to know who they even were. And I
1: was Yeah, right. I if it was Ashley Simpson, I would have gotten <gasps> Ashley Simpson.
0: That's good. No, uh, Millie Vanilli, wonder. go on. It was it was a scandal. They were a one hit wonder. Uh, oh, because sure they were so
1: they were bad. I'm sure it was so bad.
0: Jimbo was up and she's gonna do like a pop track with a growl. Uh, Which was a choice I mean Jessica has rock as well And she's gonna rock She loves rock It was not her first choice in part But it won't stop her What will stop her is the word axe She keeps saying ass And the Spanish in her can't get the X Which is not a very used letter in Spanish So I understand why she's not understanding How to say axe
1: Exactly (laughs) Um,
0: But if someone wants to bring me the ass I won't be mad
1: on a silver, on a silver platter. Alexis goes, and well, her musical
0: theater training has informed her that she has a patter song. What's <laughs> your favorite patter song?
1: I like to be in America. Okay. okay. In America. Um,
0: I love the patter song from Thoroughly Modern Millie, which in turn is inspired regularly and in Sullivan. And I love me some GNS. Oh
1: yeah. That's good. a good patter song. That is, yeah. The, um, the or the typewriter, yeah, the typewriting yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. okay. My eyes are fully open
0: to my office situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good. Great song. Good song. Alexis does her trills because the words are coming fast and furiously. Um, I guarantee you Alexis will be in Fast and Furious 69.
1: Ah, Because they're still making. Didn't they they say, still didn't, are. Didn't they say 10 was going to. They said it was one of the last ones or like the beginning of the end is like the, the marketing for this if one. If it
0: brings you money, you do not stop it.
1: I think they're going to go to at least 13. You just have to recast
0: and you keep you keep it working. I honestly—that's how Scream
1: works. Oh, because they didn't give her enough money. Just give Neve Campbell her money, please. Let that woman work.
0: Now, Leland thinks Alexis should lean into the comedy of running out of breath. She's very good, Um, like winner winner potential, but alas, we're not going to have that. (sighs) I don't want to talk about.
1: I don't want to talk about it.
0: (laughs) Um. Now, Alexis mentioned the trills. What's your favorite vocal warm-up?
1: Oh, I always, my favorite one was always um, uh, my community theater musical director always did uh, Chester Cheetah, choose a chunk of cheap cheddar cheese. And that was always okay, a
0: fun okay. one. I, I was always, I mean, I don't really sing. I had to take like one um, acting class where we had to do vocal warmups. And I always just love the, the alphabet going up the scale. It's the easiest. Uh,
1: Anyone yeah. can do it. Oh, and it's truly. always
0: fun when you, you hear people top out and you're like, <laughs> I can go higher. And then you're like, oh, fuck, I
1: can't do it. Uh, 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 wait. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. After the main stage has been swapped out, it's time to dance, dance, dance with Adam Shankman. And he, um, I'm just going to say it, he's probably one of those Hollywood gays, you know, the ones who likely have parties with the little Moes of WeHo and help them, you know, get careers.
1: Yeah, he does get that vibe. yeah. I saw the I nail polish. One day, I saw the nail polish, and I was like, "Oh, are you a problem, sir? I, um,
0: let me, let me, let me see your hands
1: again." I, I, um, yeah. That's
0: I'm a thought. drag queen. There's,
1: a, am a drag queen. There's a difference, right? Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs>
0: Um, he is such a major fan of them and is glad some of them wore heels Peep, Kahana, and Candy with those sneaks uh, mm, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Adam tells that them one. that they will be resurrecting their beloved to Joan Crawford and they have a lot of work to do Putting a Joan Crawford Ruskel in front of Mother Half-Ass is a very bad idea So don't fuck with her, fellas Kahana is first And while she can dance, choreography is not her thing She's not a technical dancer She just gets on stage and lives her best life I heard that about you too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's okay. But I, but I still turn it. <laughs> you turn it.
0: turn it and burn it. Tina it, burn it <laughs> Lala is up. And Adam says that Joan loved giving face as she could have the chance, she could change lives just with an expression. That's what she needs to serve. And Lala wants to win, and she's won nothing yet. She is living for her number as it's fierce face attitude, and she's feeling her inside parts. This will be the La La re-experience. And speaking of, Adam, I think, wants that La La re-experience.
1: Oh, I think, They were flirting. Oh, yeah. I don't think Alexis was happy. Ah, Alexis getting jealous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It happens to the best of us. Listen, keep it cute, keep it
0: professional. To start with James, Adam wants to know what she thinks Joan would move like. James says that when she would watch John Crawford movies, she'd notice how stiff but graceful she was. It's the same arm, same leg, but James is no Mitzi Gaynor. She's no dancer. So she's gonna play off her mistake as no one's gonna notice, but Adam will. He's like, No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wanna watch. Yeah,
1: it. that's where I went. Um, I went yikes. <laughs> and James
0: and Dancing just they just don't know each other well. It's time to get that rocker vibe on with Jessica. What does she know about the scene? Well, she knows that Jung got very crazy because she lost her job. Adam wants this to be a representation of pure rage. Uh, And like Jimbo, I would like to pure rage on stage. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. We will see Jessica kick, and Adam asks if she's a dancer, and she thinks she is. It's fate that she got this part. They will all learn why Jessica is wild. Alexis is going to do a hoedown. Have you ever been to a hoedown?
1: um no but i did do line dancing in elementary school
0: like alexis at the little red schoolhouse in new york city
1: <laughs> probably because
0: <laughs> nothing is more down home than that um alexis is wearing her custom ladukas no not lucy laduka custom ladukas that's you, her daughter
1: did you let loose um, today i always let loose yeah. do you have
0: a pair of custom ladukas i don't no have no. you been in oklahoma twice
1: I haven't even done Oklahoma once. Oh no! I That's hate Oklahoma. I hate Oklahoma. <laughs> wow, it's okay. It's
0: fine. I, I hear that a little about that show a lot. Everybody hates that show. But there's a bright golden haze in the meta.
1: Uh, no, pass. But but you're, you're
0: but you're just a girl who can't say no.
1: Well, that may be true, but we're still buzzing it out. That's bad. <laughs>
0: All right. It's the day of the show, y'all. It's time to channel Joan Crawford. Have you ever done Joan Drag?
1: No, I didn't start it. I I know I've done Betty Drag. That was back in my my Rocky Horror days. I
0: mean, listen, all I'm going to say is you got a lot of source material to work from if you ever want to do a Joan
1: lip sync. Oh, yeah, there is a lot.
0: It's it's literally they have you have an entire rusical now to play with.
1: I <laughs> let me go on to iTunes real quick. Like you can make a mix with with the Joan Rusical. <laughs> exactly. You're welcome.
0: Alexis is full of nerves and but she eats, sleeps, and breathes theater. Uh, methinks I smell a setup on our hands. Candy just has to smear cream on her face. She's not used to looking unglamorous. And I was like,
1: really? Really? Okay. No, no comment. <laughs> Jessica loves
0: her part. She's excited. This Joan is in her 40s, so she identifies with her, which is a terrible thing to think about, being 40. I would rather be dead because everything will be over.
1: Well, I don't think so. Doesn't life begin at 40? Is that what they say?
0: I don't think so. I think my life... Uh, in gay years, I'm already dead
1: well yeah you i mean you die at 27 in gay years so I, i'm
0: gone like i don't I, I don't know what i'm even doing on this planet <laughs> she's
1: anymore. She, dust
0: dust in the wind literally now jimbo loves her part being the hag of the wheelchair from whatever happened to baby Jean uh obviously we've already learned that you are a fan of the film
1: oh i love that movie creepy creepy good oh creepy so good have you ever seen the remake um no with Who's the there? red with the red grave sisters
0: <gasps> oh i heard about it no i don't want to watch it no it's
1: so i think you can watch it for free on like amazon prime okay maybe i'll do that it's so bad <laughs> jimbo
0: is nervous as she too went home in her rusical she is shaking her boots as dancing and choreography are her achilles tendon
1: tendon Achille- Wow, well, that's not I- the phrase but she's yeah. right
0: though. You do have an Achilles tendon.
1: Yeah, it's your Achilles tendon and that's what makes your Achilles heel the the exactly. bad, yeah. She was in the she was in circling the airport.
0: Jimbo has been practicing and hopes she can make it through the challenge. You could tell that the edit was trying to make us think that she was going to be in danger, but she's the front runner. We need a character arc. Just this is her journey to the crown.
1: Yeah, please. Oh, lord, please give me a gym, give me Jimbo.
0: James is feeling pretty good as she is familiar with the subject matter. She is doing a comedic approach and gets to be so over the top and beat the shit out of Christina. And again, I was slightly triggered as that was what I was going to do as a Halloween costume with the boy who ghosted me way back when. Uh, Twinks, uh, you can never trust them as far as you can throw them.
1: No, wow. yeah, it's pretty far. Well, yeah, they're like CVS receipts. You just open the window and they go
0: exactly. James needs to make her Joan shine. She has to make her comedy continue to be her strong suit. She's ready for her close-up, Mr. Charles, which is the wrong Hollywood Titan. That was Gloria Swanson. Swanson. Let's see how James and her crazy lips look. Um, what is the time to be alive with Joan Lips? Like she really did that like all the time.
1: Yeah. Same with the eyebrows.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: Yeah, I mean that was the style. That's what the people liked: pointy boobs, big lips, bushy eyebrows. Why? Well, let's fashion. not bring it back.
0: I know fashion comes in circles. Let's not bring it back. We're, we're, <laughs> we're now. Alexis is excited to a musical as we were reminded she did well in the Kardashians musical where she played Chris. She loves to step in the shoes of another character as it's an opportunity to express yourself. Alexis will start a sermon, as they all have been given such a gift in getting to step in the shoes of Joan Crawford. We're going to shift things, and Lala says not only that, but they get to do a Grace Jones runway. She shares when she was younger, she would go in her mother's backyard and emulate Grace Jones, as she was the only dark person she saw on TV that looked like her It made her think she could be famous. When she started doing drag, it was inspi- she was inspired by Grace Jones. It was her aura. They don't know her like she knows her. Who was your person you would dance around to in the backyard? Oh god. Was it Indina Menzel?
1: Honestly, yeah. Well, yeah, honestly, maybe. That makes sense. I had a or there was a lot of uh <laughs> Reba actually comes okay. to mind. Yeah, Reba is deep deep rooted in there
0: (laughs) dare i say very fancy
1: oh yeah so there was some stevie nicks in there there was a lot going on
0: the queens are halfway through the competition they are going straight to six girls and candy is ready to throw marbles on the stage and i honestly wouldn't put it past her
1: Uh, at this point no
0: (laughs) the girls are hungry for the crown house down now before we can get to the main stage it's time to check in and see how the voting will be going down this week let begin with Candice Muse, sharing that at this point of the competition, the track records are setting in. This was her way of saying, I can be a hypocrite and eliminate the better of the two, despite freaking out at Heidi for suggesting that was, in fact, my strategy.
1: Isn't that what happens on All Stars 3 <laughs> with, yep. with, with Mer- Mergen McMurkles?
0: Alexis says there is a lot of history in the competition thus far and says they have to see how people perform in the challenge. Which is another way of saying, I will just get rid of who I want to get rid of.
1: Yeah, it really was.
0: Jessica says it's going to be difficult as everyone is doing good. And Candy thinks that if she lands at the bottom, she doesn't know how they are feeling about her and thinks they might be gunning to send her home. Don't fuck with her, fellas. No more wire hangers. Bring gas. Let's bring it to the runway, bitches. Bring it RuPaul runway. is wearing a, like, Grecian goddess look. She can't breathe. And I was not mad at it.
1: I love the colors. Mm, no, I kind of loved it. I, I, wi- did, did it have a leg slit? I can't remember. I gotta look.
0: Probably. It's RuPaul. There's usually
1: a leg slit. Yeah, it, I just feel like I kept looking at it and I was like, this needs something. There was something where I was like, something was missing.
0: We have right our now, panel. Including Michelle Visage, T.S. Madison, Adam Shankman, we're going to start with the rose and then move into our runway. So let us begin. We have this very classic Hollywood theatrical intro where all the Jones are on stage and have their moment in the spotlight as they are going to set the scene for the story. It's a very theatrical framing device. Um, we've seen it before. It's easy, easy way to start. Yes, yeah,
1: it was like the like the
0: share one. You can tell who were the trained theatrical performers and who were not, because you you could tell who was up on their cues. Oh, yeah. We start with Kohana. She has a great voice. I was actually impressed. But I I, I think she captured the style of the song, but I could not not hear 20th Century Fox Mambo from Smash.
1: Honestly,
0: yeah. (laughs) The choreography was almost the same, too. Yeah, did Adam Shankman have a hand in smash? I don't think so, but if he did, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, um, it wasn't a standout performance simply because it's probably the least recognized Joan to the audience. Yeah, she didn't look like the Joan we know, so there was a disconnect, and it wasn't her fault, but really, this was just going to be a hard challenge. They all did well in some capacity,
1: yeah. No, I thought she, I honestly thought she danced it very well, but when they gave her the critique of being like, there was disconnect. It was like, oh yeah, I kind of...
0: That's literally grasping its draws. Yeah. James got to play Mommy Dearest and she looked the part, but here's where I think Leland guided her in the wrong direction. Now, let's see if you agree with me or not, which you're allowed mm-hmm. to disagree. I think playing a sinister Joan is right on point because you have this sweet facade, but I think she would have been better served had she done it a la Pat Carroll as Ursula. Give us the deep baritone.
1: Oh uh, yeah, you know what? I think I agree with that. I would like. It's to evil. I mean, if you like listen that. to
0: it, the song is inherently for unfortunate souls, and I wish she would have leaned. leaned
1: in. in, yeah, yeah. Now well, she did about it.
0: Present was good, but I think it could have been better mm-hmm. because we're used to James in a high pitched voice. This would have been the change.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Also, whoever played Christina deserves an award. That commitment, mommy. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I she
1: she came out and i went oh i said we Mm -hmm. have more dancers
0: (laughs) when we get to that last deep mommy dearest lyric at the end of the song that confirmed it should have been taken to that extreme the entire time but alas i didn't write it maybe this is what leland wanted from it yeah so candy gets her disco wire hanger moment and i'm telling you even if i got this role i would have won the challenge too
1: Yeah, that song was kind of I think that's kind of meant to be just the best one overall, because I think it truly is the most iconic moment in that movie.
0: The song was the best of the bunch. It was fun. It was explosive. And of course, the audience made up of judges is going to connect to the song of the performance as there was an audience participation element in it. Yeah, your automatic way to win a challenge. This is not me taking away Candy's performance. She was fine. She did the thing. But I truly believe anyone would have excelled and won, especially knowing what's coming on the runway. Yeah. Again, as you said, this is the most iconic moment of Mommy Dearest, and we all live for the musical version of it now. Also, she didn't say ever. Which is part of the line.
1: Yeah. Why? It's Maybe it's a copyright thing. Maybe it's, who knows? It's, the, listen, the writing of these musicals isn't always the greatest in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Next up, it's Rocker Joan and Jessica really served it. I don't know um, how much auto-tune was included, but I'm going to say that the clarity of her vocal was impeccable. No, I thought she did a good job. I thought she did a really good job. Um, I was scared of this Joan with the axe. Like the way she destroyed those rose bushes uh, that being said, I would have destroyed those boys with my axe too. Ah!
1: With your box very office well. poison.
0: Very unexpected. Now, here, here, here's my thought. I think Lala's Vogue number was really the service of a song. The song was melodic, monotonous, and there wasn't much for her to do aside Vogue. But I do want to call out the slapping bit as brilliant. Um, I would like to slap that blonde dancer boy around. <laughs> he liked it. He did like it.
1: Oh, fully.
0: Now, vocally, Lala was mediocre, but um, it wasn't a wailing song. There wasn't anything for her to do.
1: No, and I, but I think the real, I think the real star of that was her dancing. Mm-hmm.
0: Alexis was robbed. That's the tweet. Yep, the level of difficulty was high, and I guarantee you, no one else in that cast would have been able to do that. And for that, I think she should have been in the top. And- I truly, truly believe that the judges are judging her at a higher standard especially in this challenge they have no plans for her to win this season and she has proven that she is one of the best of the season it's just not the narrative they want to showcase and it's a shame she has put in extraordinary work and especially in this challenge to not even get flowers is bullshit
1: yeah and i mean she just and she even looked the best like she looked so freaking good Mm -hmm. in that costume and she looked the most like joan too yes
0: she was on uh, point vocally her choreo was fabulous this was a theatrical performance that i want in every rusical a plus from alexis
1: yeah absolutely
0: um i gotta say this lady gaga inspired old hag performance from jimbo was wild it was very much a fever dream the, the rat that was the, the rat. rat
1: mask with the t- and then the girl who was playing christina coming on is baby, baby jane, jane. Yeah, oh terrifying. my god again vocally
0: i'm not sure jimbo's vocals were how i would have played it the growl didn't work as well because when she did get to sing it was a pop moment so she had the vocal to do it again she just tried to play around yeah um and then the finale song was really sweet and i think a really great way to end the show again nice
1: bookends yeah it was it was a good it was definitely i think it's definitely the best musical to date
0: this by far was one of the best musicals in shows history i think i enjoyed it a bit more than wig loose but that's a whole different conversation i wasn't force-fed this one Um, i I, I got to take it in for what it was but i smiled which is what drags should do exactly all right category is *Night of a thousand grace challenges in honor of the runway we are going to play look to the rhythm or a look to kill obviously inspired by *Slave to the rhythm and a view to kill here's your references <laughs> to grace jones Ooh, racer, tiny ah. all right let's start with kahana mantris no designers listed because her instagram is wiped uh she has no content except for 11 minute video if anyone wants to tell me what the hell is going on i would love to know because um sad shocking anyway i like this it's very showgirls which is always going to look good though i i Love when she changes it up. She's got the source material strongly represented in in the bust, the headpiece. I think I would have changed the red dress element and done it in black to really showcase the original. That being said, it's very evocative. It's very sexy. It fits the theme well. Yeah. Thoughts?
1: (laughs) I thought it was very much similar to kind of everything else she's been doing on this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, again, she's a Vegas girl. Vegas girl's going to do what Vegas girls do best, and that's look freaking amazing in super expensive outfits but i would have loved to just see i don't i kind of wanted it to be a little scaled back for her that's fair i want i wanted to see a little like less i i i
0: i, I don't know who decide on the looks we'll talk about it shortly but i almost wanted her to do what jessica did like that's the look i would have loved to see her do.
1: yeah
0: Michelle says that the School was unbelievable and everyone did an amazing job that separating the A-pluses from the A's. She says she had a tough job with all that choreography and she nailed it and thinks that thinking so much about the choreography and wanting to get it perfect, her face was lacking in the presence she needed. Adam says that there were times there where she was a little bit detached above and below the neck, but she looked gorgeous and danced like heaven. He says the look is everything, calling it Vegas Secret Garden Hooker. Rue says that there were some challenges with pitch and tone, but she was fantastic in the show and calls her a superstar. I'm going to give this look a look to the rhythm.
1: Mm. What was the other choice? (laughs) Look to kill. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give it a look to the rhythm.
0: Audience, 64% look to the rhythm, 36% a look to kill. Next up, James Mansfield. Look by Pedro Nathan Luna. Fox Tales by Matthew Rothermel. Hair by James. Now, I again I don't know if this was assigned to her or if she picked it up, but damn, this was not the ticket. I think this was going to be a hard sell for James as it's not her wheelhouse. The proportions are completely off. The makeup is giving um pissy miles, but done terribly. Race Jones can pull off a silhouette because of her stature. She's got a long sensual body that allowed the foxtails to cascade down her in a way that's sexy. Mm. James does not and looked very boxy.
1: Yeah. I, I personally liked liked it for James because I think it was very, very different for her. And I think she definitely took a risk with this. The payoff, I don't think was really great. But, no bueno. But I mean, I think it's a perfect, I think it's a perfect homage. I think it's a great uh, replica of the original with some, I mean, minor changes as well with like the boots. I believe the boots are different and there's some other different things, and it's it's just Stones. a little. She's got a rhinestones. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's rhinestones. <laughs> I'm reaching now. <laughs>
0: Adam says that she that he was scared when they started rehearsals because there was much there were more left feet than a abandoned mannequin in warehouse. He says she was fantastic. Michelle loves her performance and says her lip sync was spot on. She says she could see her struggling a little bit with the dance moves so not an A plus, but right under there. She says the issue with the outfit is it's a little bit loose where it shouldn't be loose and not perfect. TS says that it's giving her a real meaty pulled back tuck. Rue says that doesn't that she doesn't mind a meaty tuck. In fact, she insists on a meaty tuck. She says the proportions are off. Good for yeah. you, Rue. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this a look to kill. Did not care for it whatsoever. Um, yeah, I'll give it a look to kill. Audience hated it. 12% looked at the rhythm. 86% looked to kill. Candy Muse. Look, by Marco Marco, it looks like cardboard glued to a leotard. If you told me this was a design challenge, I would have believed you. I think the inspiration is present. I think my favorite element is how she took the exclamation point and turned it into a K. Okay. It's just not a flattering silhouette. She looks uncomfortable. I wish she would have used a black, used the black piece Grace Jones has and used that as a dress element. It's just, it's not giving. It's too much of the same of what she does.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, again, it's very, it's very New York City drag queen. It's very, a lot of New York City drag queens are boxy. Mm -hmm. I'll say it. They're boxy. They don't wear the pads. They don't wear the titty. There's no shape. It's not cinched. There's no shape. I agree. And it's, well, I feel like she might've been, felt like she was doing something different. It's, it's, it's an arts and craft project i'm sorry and if If some if she paid somebody to make that for her she did marco marco get your money back. good designer good designer get your money back
0: (laughs) tia says is there anything she can't do she says the most iconic part of the russell was the hanger she says she did it only the way that candy could do it adam says he was blown away by her she shook him because she was another she was an anchor that the number needed he says her vocal shocked him how good it was, saying it was spectacular. Michelle says she chose a very good Grace Jones. She says it's candy, embodying Grace, and I said, no, 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 no. This was all a setup, A look to kill. It was
1: terrible. Yeah. Yeah. A look to kill. I agree. Audience is
0: more forgiving. 73% look to the rhythm. 27% a look to kill. Jessica Wilde. No design resisted. This is obviously easily one of the most recognizable Grace Jones looks, and Jessica was able to capture the aura. I love the deep purple, even though it's not the proper hue from the source material. The twist is the cutout on the leg, which is fine. I just wish the satin material was all the way down the leg instead of that other sheer fabric. Mm -hmm. Love the hood. That's the ticket. The black hair poking out was so fun. This was a very easy look, and I think she did take it and elevate it
1: ever so slightly. Yeah, I did. I loved this one a lot. I loved the color. I didn't really mind that it wasn't the same because of, uh, for me, I mean, for me, the silhouette and the hair are the real right. homage to it. And that's what I love about it. Because I feel like she really tried to take it and make it her own.
0: Absolutely. Adam says she is living up to her name, saying it was wild out there. He says she was shot out of a cannon. and She knew exactly where she had to be emotionally. Tia says that she is always enthralled at everything she does. And she did not disappoint. She says she knew where to emote and where to put the inflection. She says she turned it out. Michelle says this is one of her all-time favorite Grace Jones looks. And Rue says that it was a great interpretation of the outfit because the original does not have sleeves like hers. And Jessica says she is full of holes because she likes holes. Look there to it the is. Rhythm for me.
1: Yeah, look to the rhythm.
0: Audience loved it. 97% look to the rhythm, 3% look to kill. La La Rie, look by Anthony Ray. Um, this should have been her challenge, and she botched it. The look was not flattering on her. It's a vinyl, which is not what Grace Jones had. And that's part of why it's not that strong. There's no pizzazz. It's very flat. And also, that bow looks like it was about to flop off her head. It was so flimsy.
1: Yeah. I was, I was kind of sad when she came out because I, it was one of the weaker ones. I, I know that because she grew up with Grace Jones and everything that she right. probably like, and this is probably one of her favorite looks. And I feel so bad because y- you could tell she really, really wanted this one. And I'm, and I think it was like, it's like Milk doing that Celine Dion Met Gala look. It's a little niche. You gotta, yeah. I agree.
0: Tia says that she went in there and slapped that shit up. Michelle says that even in the shimmy, it was powerful and the role was perfect for her. Adam says the slap was just heaven on earth. He says the outfit is simple. Rue says that the outfit doesn't disappoint, but tells her probably more than anyone else in the competition that she has the physique to do, Grace Jones. So they were wanting one of the iconic ones, but says it's really gorgeous and reminds her of the Batmobile, which I don't know how that's a positive thing. (laughs) It's not a positive
1: thing. That was a read.
0: (laughs) Um, It's a look to kill.
1: Yeah, look to kill.
0: Audience right in the middle. 55% look to the rhythm. 45% look to kill. Alexis Michelle. No designers listed. This was exceptional. I think finding a Grace Jones look for a white queen was going to be hard, but Alexis took the inspiration and ran with it. This is fashion and glamour in a way that we have not seen from Alexis. I love how she wears this kimono-inspired look with the headpiece. This was a moment where the look is elevated enough that you don't need sparkle. And her mug, breathtaking. She took Grace Jones' color story, placed it on her face in a way that was sensual. One of her strongest looks ever.
1: Yeah, she. I love... Cause I, this is what her. This is like her second or third look like in full black this yeah. season, and she's just she looks fucking stunning. It's yeah. insane.
0: She is a black widow. I love it.
1: Yeah, she came out and like I gasped. I was like, <gasps> I was like no way.
0: It is a look to the rhythm.
1: Yeah, look to the rhythm for sure.
0: Audience obsessed, one hundred percent. Look to the rhythm. Yeah. And finally, we have Jimbo. Look by Mr. Couture. Hair by Koji Ichikawa. This was a departure for Jimbo as the boobs are not there. And for some, that might be jarring, but I appreciate that she's going to give you something a bit different because if you want someone to win a crown, they got to give you versatility. Exactly. I love the hair being the hat that Grace Jones wore. That's how you drag it up. It's a very sexy silhouette done in a way that works for Jimbo. Because of the body cage and the simplicity of it, adding stones, was necessary to make it feel like drag. And I really think this was a good move for Jimbo this week.
1: Yeah, this was so different, but so fashion for Jimbo because you don't really see Jimbo in a lot of like high fashion. And this felt very, very that for them. And I loved it.
0: It's a look to look to the rhythm.
1: Yeah, look to the rhythm for sure
0: audience 83 percent look to the rhythm 17 a look to kill now since the fame games are upon us let's discuss our eliminated queens also please note that the voting for the fame games opens on july 14th whoo darian lake look by maya douglas Glass yes. by aggie dune uh
1: oh, aggie yeah.
0: Didn't have to go this hard, but she did in a display. yeah, I love that this is she has taken this color story that Grace Jones had, made it into the super villain eleganza, Harley Quinn realness. The silhouette is stunning. It's a great way to pay homage while still giving drag. The headpiece is so fun. And while it may not be the direct source material, it's a nod to the other fashion moments Grace Jones gave. way to go. Darien
1: exactly. yeah, stunning. Would you wear uh, this? Oh, I would fully wear that. It's a look
0: to the rhythm for me.
1: Yeah, look to the rhythm.
0: Audience, 90% look to the rhythm, 10% look to kill. Monica Beverly Hills. Um, It is so fascinating to see her looks through the fame games because I'm not sure how she would have actually fared had she remained in the competition. This is fine. It's a leotard with a cape and a cool fascinator. Her interpretation is far superior than Grace Jones simply because the bust line has so much more of a sexier vibe where Grace Jones is just wearing a straight leotard. It works. I just want more.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's not it's not groundbreaking, but it's kind of just like meh. <laughs> yeah. I'll give it a soft look to the rhythm. Yeah, I'm the yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way.
0: Audience not forgiving. 36% look to the rhythm, 64% look to kill. Nasha Lopez. No design resisted. Um you cannot tell me that she didn't have this in her closet and said, here, this will do. There is absolutely nothing to compare to the original. The color stories don't match. Nasha looks like a gold zebra. The way that Grace Jones made this cat to look as impressive as she did is because of the pattern. It's simple, evocative, and Nasha is giving you a walk-around look with a bad headpiece. If this was white, perhaps I could forgive her a bit, but without that photo next to her, I would never have known this was Grace yeah. Jones.
1: Yeah, it's like, so what you're saying is, You had a costume and you had to make it fit the theme.
0: Expensive. I get it.
1: Yeah. But oh, girl.
0: (laughs) Murder this look. It is a look to kill.
1: Yeah. Look to kill. It's a fashion nova bodysuit.
0: Literally 25% look to the rhythm, 75% look to kill. And Mrs. Kasha Davis, look by Patrick (laughs) Howell grandma what an incredible moment because no one expected this could this have worked for ask the world turns fully but to see how she took grace jones's ruffle moment and exposed back and made it work for her incredible and this is how you celebrate body positivity
1: yeah i love her it was so good uh i love her she's grandma
0: <laughs> um do you want to tell the folks at home uh the lineage
1: Oh, well, oh, this, it's so, it's so long. I grew up in, grew up in Rochester. I mean, all around going to Kasha and Darian's and Aggie Dunes, drag brunches all the time growing up. And then you just kind of meet people and things go around. You get hand-me-downs. I have some There's some Kasha in my closet that's like three. I'm like the third generation to have it. Um, But yeah, she's great. She's a lovely person. Um, She did the Rocky Horror Show a few years back and played Dr. Frankenfurter. And um, I had worked with the theater company before. So I was called in uh, by the director uh, and he said, I want you to come heckle the cast and like help them get used to it. So then I was just kind of like an unofficial cast member of that show, which was really fun. I ended up heckling eight out of their 15 performances. Yeah. So, I mean, we got close to that. And my mom and Mr. Davis actually went to high school together. Fun fact. crazy, Yeah. Another crazy little thing. So it's just always, it's always great to see her and just. Robbed. robbed. uh, It was such a robbery. (laughs) I just wanted, I wanted,
0: all I wanted was Snatch Game. If she didn't win the season, I wouldn't have found uh, her.
1: I wanted her to be on Snatch Game so bad. I just, I love her. I adore her to pieces. And like when she left, I was so devastated. I was so, so devastated.
0: Well, this look is a look to
1: the rhythm. Yeah, a look to the rhythm. She killed it.
0: Audience, 86% look to the rhythm, 14% look to Hill. Ruins decided that Alexis and Jimbo were safe. What? Are we watching the same show? No, I was, oh
1: God, it was infuriating. You know safe
0: I can I can take. Alexis not being
1: in the top or was winning. Wild. What do they literally want her to do? wild? Literally wild to me. I was like, and you could t- she was mad. She was furious. You could tell. And she was like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Rue will then decide that Candy is the winner of the week. Lala, Jessica are safe, and Kahana, James at the bottom, too. Um, I personally did not think Lala did great, and I think that if we're really grasping at straws here, Lala's look should have put her in the bottom instead of
1: Kahana. Mm, Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I I think it's close. That one's really, really close for me.
0: Kahana just did more in her performance. She had a harder performance to do
1: yeah i just think i think with her track record at the moment and i think lala i think lala's dancing kind of saved her because it maybe it was more connected for them i'm not really sure
0: And it, what's crazy it's, it's not their fault like they did not come up with a choreography they had a
1: choreographer do no, it like adam ex- shagman exactly. it's his fault exactly exactly
0: all right the votes are in the look has changed let's see how this is going to turn out it's time to meet our lip sync assassin we have guesses that it's yada Sophia or simone but it's the battle of the boots with angeria paris van michaels what a sweetie i love her
1: she looked amazing
0: is it an Abraham abraham levy look
1: probably probably
0: um the song is grace jones's i'm not perfect but i'm perfect for you so here's what i'm gonna say there was no way that Alexis is going to be winning this challenge because there was no way they were going to have her lip-sync this song. Like, I know how this shit works. You are not having Alexis lip-sync
1: Grace Jones. Yeah, you can't have a white person lip-sync Grace Jones. <laughs>
0: and, and it's just like, you can't have Kendall right. Davenport
1: lip-sync Fancy.
0: You just can't do that. It's really to me. Yeah. If it was a different week, perhaps Alexis wins this challenge, but I really think this was why. Yeah. So even to not even put her in the top and give her the
1: at least critique, tell her she's I a great know, job. I know. I don't uh, get it. I just think they should. I mean, like... They I'm don't want her to win. No, and I think during All-Stars especially, I was like, I personally think everybody should be getting critiques during All-Stars because the way that they did All-Stars 7 with the all-winners just felt so much more... I was like, there was so much positivity with it. And I was like, I love that. And I think as much as All-Stars is another competition but there's still like a lot of redemption and i think everybody should have the chance for that and to be showcased
0: See, perhaps all stars nine there won't be eliminations i don't know
1: well we'll we'll guess we'll see who knows (laughs) what does the reddit say pull up the reddit
0: this performance was interesting it's not a very big song where you can play around but you can camp it up but that didn't happen We had a lot of sex going on, or what they perceived to be sexy. I was underwhelmed.
1: Yeah, Candy in that bodysuit that didn't really fit. Mm -mm. I I mean, again, I was happy she wore pasties. The pasties were a good choice, but I'm like, girl, if you're gonna wear something, it needs to fit. Yeah. Okay, it's that New York. It's that New York City mentality. Again, if you're going out there in a bodysuit or lingerie, it needs to. Fit, agreed. And I'm, it, <laughs> I'm not sorry about it. I'm not sorry about it.
0: In the end, the winner is Candy, who gets thirty thousand dollars. So, damn, she's richer than Jimbo.
1: Yeah. Well, she paid, paid off. One more. She paid off that Marco Marco. <laughs> <She didn't.
0: laughs> All right, it's time to see who Candy has selected. And the first big shocker that goes against bottom track record and contradicts the previous week's results. Candy's eliminated James over Kahana.
1: Oh. No, I don't agree. I was so mad about it because I love I I love James, and I've been waiting for them to come back for so long, and I'm just like, oh, I wanted to see so much more of them. But I'm when we
0: go through untucks, I can understand where Candy is going to come from. But again, knowing what happened last week, the way she, I will say it, she did antagonize Heidi in a way that was unnecessary. The way she did that called her, uh, just questioned her alliance and and all that shit, and then does what she didn't want her to do.
1: Yeah, literally.
0: I don't like that kind of gameplay. Be yeah. honest,
1: then. I'm Kahana Montrese, and I'm here to make it clear. I know you love me, baby. James Bye. is
0: gooped, gagged, and godsmacked, because she felt like she killed the challenge and thinks Candy eliminated her as a threat. But it's part of the game. But at least she did better than last time.
1: Yeah, that was sweet.
0: All right, let's 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 go through the highlights and the lowlights of Untucked. Uh, Jimbo, Alexis are safe, head backstage. And Jimbo's feeling happy as she went home in the school on UK versus the World. So she's going to take it and go relax. And they kind of sing a song when they walk in. Alexis and Jimbo sitting in Untucked. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. But don't worry, friends, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: jimbo will take her hat off but alexis is, is glued to her head so that will stay on this entire time yeah <laughs> they're thinking they're gonna have a lady like untucked as usually it's hard to get a word in as alexis says um but that's what happens when you have larger than life ego sitting in a room tension emotion
1: well yeah. now jimbo <laughs>
0: says why don't we just cut up wigs hide some makeup and break shoes would you do that in untucked
1: no girl no that's no horrible <laughs>
0: so they're going to talk about grace jones and her iconic nature and alexis lives for grace jones and says that her favorite song is i need a man and jimbo is oh so surprised by that song selection now if i said that everyone would have the same still reaction as jimbo listen some of us are just lonely i need a man (laughs) or a boy whatever i don't care um they're going to talk about the tops and bottoms. Alexis thinks Lala is in the top and she gave it everything. And I was like, oh, you're dickmatized. That's really oh, your answer there. Yeah. Jimbo says Candy's in the top and Jessica killed her number, which means they agree James is in the bottom and because of the process of elimination, Kahana's in the bottom as they say her performance was not as bold and strong as Joan. Yeah. Yeah. Top
1: some. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, yeah, I'm
0: just agreeing. <laughs> the tops and bottoms head back in, and Candy says, talk about redemption. Me thinks this was a setup, but this is Drag Race. Hey, things of you have to have a storyline, right? About all time, a,
1: a setup on Drag Race? What?
0: James does not want to go home in a rosical, as it would be a shot in the heart and her gay heart will be hollow. Now, Candy jumps on the couch as the winner. She feels amazing and says that they loved her runway. I don't think we heard that.
1: Nope, <laughs> that didn't make the edit. I don't think we heard that at all.
0: Malala <laughs> shares that everyone was in the top and they had to nitpick. And Alexis is like, "Oh, oh yeah, she needed to hear that she was good. She needed the validation."
1: Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Yeah, uh, after what she did, absolutely.
0: Kahana and James are in the bottom, and Kahana is out. She says they liked everything, but her face was not connecting. Her head didn't match her body. She says at this point it's her third time in the bottom, and she's feeling defeated. Um, can't wait to see how she's going to pull this one out. She thinks she has been pushing herself. She gave her all and will hold on to it. So Candy's about to chat with Kahana to hear her pitch. Candy says it's killing her to be in this position and of course it has to be one of her
1: good friends in the bottom. I'm Kahana Manchita and I'm here to make it clear.
0: Kahana felt she was going home last week and hates that she's in the bottom doing something she is good at. She wants to be there until the end and fight. Was this going to be enough to sell Candy? Well, she can only hope that Candy sees what she is giving that she's giving her all and the fact that James hadn't had any tops and Kahana has a win. James tells the group that it's frightening as she did well in the challenge with the runway was not what they wanted. She didn't come there to bottom, but says she is more focused than ever. She notes to us that the only time she was in the bottom was the group challenge and feels like it would be fair to take that into consideration. She tells the group that she was been, has been doing well and didn't bomb the challenge but as Jimbo says, her big pussy dragged her down. Do you think it should be taken into consideration, the group challenge and that it was a group challenge?
1: I think for this one it's different because yeah, because yes, they are all doing it together, but it's because it's broken up. I think it's different. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't personally think they judge like the opening and the closing of their performances. I think it's solely based on the solo numbers. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh I think she was more so referring to like the group why she was in the bottom the first time in the group challenge. Oh the, um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The oh the um the TV series. The TV series. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's a hard one, because that pilot, I mean, I loved that pilot idea, but it was not, it just, it 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 wasn't, like, the drag race humor funny that they were looking for.
0: James visits Candy, where Candy starts the conversation, saying, They're going into the top six, which she calls a major milestone, and wants her to tell her quick, why not her? James says that she knows Kahana has a win over her, but she has been in the bottom three times. She says she has only slipped up twice and they have gotten a little closer, but would love to get closer me in the top with her. So that's how it is. It is, in fact, RuPaul's best friend race. James will make note that she knows it's asking a lot to choose her over a friend, but hopes that she sees something in her that's worth keeping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Andy will say that she hears everything she is saying and claims it will be a hard decision but notes that james is a threat and at the end of the day she says they are both incredible now again candy will note that this is a competition and if you want to keep surviving you have to make tough decisions i can't wait to hear what heidi has to say about that one Ooh. Then come back to the group where jimbo falls over because she has a plank in her look she can't move so let's check in on our lip sync assassin. It's Angeria who is ready to assassinate the bitch. She got her, good her. She reminds us that she is most known for calling people an ugly bitch and that people will literally come up to her and ask her to call them an ugly bitch. What an easy, fun job.
1: Uh, what a great way to just insult everybody and get paid for it.
0: Literally. Angeria survived two lip syncs and she's ready to do that again on today. We're going to have Adam Shankman come backstage to talk to his bitches. And he tells them that there was blood on the stage as they murdered it. Alexis is glad to have this chit chat as she tells him that they had a genuine sense that he was looking after them and wanted them to do well. He is happy to hear that as he wanted to be be there and let them have fun doing a play. Adam says he doesn't understand why people have to be rude to get good work out of people. To which Jimbo says that just some people are difficult to work with while touching Candy Muse. Shit. Um, what do you think? When it, you're a theater girly, do you do you think you have to be rude as a director or someone in the in, in the room?
1: Not at all. No, not at all. I think there's definitely like a mentality with like, especially with like older generations of directors, because they all have they all want to be listen, they all want to be Stanley Kubrick. Okay. They, they all want to fucking be Stanley Kubrick and they want to abuse their actors, but you really don't need to do that. It's literally just saying the right thing to somebody, but they think saying the right thing is like literally insulting somebody. And then till they have a mental breakdown in the middle yeah. of their scene, but it's like, I can have a mental breakdown in the middle of my scene. Just tell me you want me to have a mental breakdown. Cause that's called acting. Yeah. It's li- literally <laughs> Adam. Well, he says He
0: doesn't pretend this was an easy job for them and jokes that they only had 14 minutes to learn the choreography, which kind of checks out. I wouldn't be surprised if they only had 14 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Adam tells them that when they look back at the performance, it will be pure stupidity, but tells them that the fact that Rue felt the story of Joan Crawford was conveyed is all they needed. Exactly. We get an untucked exclusive where Rue tells them that she got emotional watching as Joan's story is inspirational to her as someone who worked so hard. Um, I don't know if I would say Joan Crawford inspires me that way, but
1: no. Hey, hey, she's
0: a media mogul. I'm not.
1: Yeah, I mean, she did. I mean, she did a lot of amazing things. She fucked up a lot of people to get where she was. Yeah. I mean, she, she had good friends. She had bad friends. She might have been a lesbian. She might not have been a lesbian. Nobody knows. She was extremely private. Yeah. And then mommy dearest comes out and busts all of that white. Because like the Joan Crawford, most people know is not the real Joan Crawford. They know Faye Dunaway playing Joan Crawford.
0: Now, did you watch that television program known as Feud?
1: Oh, I loved Feud. Is now that uh, the
0: Joan Crawford we know?
1: No well, Ryan see, Murphy.
0: No Ryan Murphy. No, liar. well,
1: see, because Feud is a Feud was a culmination of the Feud book, which I've read that book, and it's as much and it literally says almost at the end of every paragraph it's like now we don't know if this really happened but according to so and so who was at such and such on this day this is what they saw but it's like who the hell knows and feud was feud was a great like non-fiction television drama it was i mean better than mommy dearest because Even Christina Crawford has denounced Mommy Dearest and being like, yeah, that's not what I wrote in my book. You guys just did something crazy. (laughs) And
0: made a movie. Now let's say Ryan Murphy approaches you and says, Nashley, I want to write Feud Season 69. Who are you feuding with? Who's it going to be about? You and who?
1: Oh, God. That's a tough one. It'd be probably me and my high school theater director. Who the hell Ooh, knows? I'm here for <laughs> him thrown them down a flight um, of stairs.
0: We're gonna watch lip sync one last time. We're gonna watch James's elimination and James will tell us that it doesn't feel great being eliminated. Well what's not going to feel great is when she watches it back to see every single girl voted for her. Wild. Let's discuss this.
1: Yeah, that's
0: would have been eliminated last week. None of them voted for her,
1: which is crazy.
0: What is it about James that made everyone switch? Was it this performance? Was it track record? Because something is not adding up based on everything that has been discussed in the workroom about voting up until this moment. Because I, because there's
1: there's no way it would have been them being like, Oh, Kahana has one win, but James doesn't have one. Right. Cause I'm like, if that's the case, I'm like half y'all are out the door.
0: Cause if we're playing that game, you, you take a win for a a win from Kahana eliminate one of the bottoms. They're both two bottoms. Yeah. So it's about (laughs) friendship.
1: I, I guess. I, I mean, I think she was a really strong competitor in this because I think she has a lot of she has a lot of the personality and everything that they were looking for. And she got to show it this time, especially after Snatch Game. I think a lot of it was like, oh shit, don't mess with Jay. Cause I mean, arguably she's like the first drag queen to go on a RuPaul franchise and do Jennifer Coolidge well.
0: <laughs> well, that's the key because we had someone do it um, not so well.
1: Yeah. and I think and I think I think they were threatened by her. I truly think they were. And they should be because I think she's incredible.
0: Now she will tell us that a lot of the girls said they were playing going to play a game a certain way as far as track record goes, but it goes to show. You can't believe a lot of the girls if their tongues were notarized. We're gonna watch James pack and peep. She's got that gray bandana in her right back pocket. We all know what that means no you don't know what that means you I don't know your the, hanky code well,
1: well no i thought the gray one. no no silver is celebrities what was the gray one the gray one is
0: bondage right oh, is, that's right
1: she's the bottom oh wow so now we
0: know everyone knows oh um i mean listen she announced it like how many times while wearing the harness and the bandana in that workroom during yeah we were like diva we knew. <laughs> james says that she plans to hold grudges and never forget and when she sees them she's gonna stick them with the evil eye and a curse even though she doesn't believe it she got a lot farther than other people did so she is feeling lucky as hell
1: and she hopeful that we will
0: vote for her in fan games. Um and that's on that. Yeah. right. I mean
1: answer. I think she's going to bring it.
0: We'll see. We'll definitely see. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? Oh,
1: let's do it. What is James's legacy? Oh. I mean, hair. Like she's <laughs> She, I mean, I you've watched, I mean, I assume you've watched like her wig styling series. Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, her stuff that she can do with cheap, like those cheap RuPaul wigs from Party City that she did. Listen, she turns it out and she knows how to turn it out every single time. And I just, I, I can't wait to see everything else she's going to do.
0: Who won the week? Not necessarily the winner of the challenge. Who had the best episode?
1: Oh, Alexis Michelle.
0: I agree. This was Alexis's episode. She so got out. a lot of airtime. I mean, I know there are probably people who agree. Um,
1: oh, I think everyone would agree.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was massive, massive setup. The tension is high as another acting challenge is upon us. Is this the end of the line for Kahana?
1: Oh, that preview! I was like, another one. I was like, is another one gonna quit? But then they're like, Ruse coming in. He's like, I don't want any goddamn excuses.
0: <laughs> Which is crazy because people on this pod who've listened to this podcast know that I have been very critical of any time someone on Drag Race where Rue is the host leaves the show because Rue is not there to talk to them because they're usually getting into face and everything. Um it's about time, but I don't know what this tone is about. I hope it's all facade because if Rue is not in there um, trying to make things less stressful, I don't know the fuck she's doing.
1: Yeah I have no idea and I was like maybe it's just good editing or I don't know what it is but I was like this is gonna be drama. I was like I was like two people I was like if two people walk off in the same season think of the Emmy.
0: <laughs> exactly. Ah! Alright after six episodes the winner of the season is
1: Ooh, I'm still I'm still big on Jimbo I think it's Jimbo. I mean, three I, months already. It, yeah, I think this is Jimbo's Drag Race, finally. I think
0: so too. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug?
1: Oh, uh, social media. You can find anywhere you can type in Nashley Tisdale. It's probably there. If you want a quick service link, you can go to my website, www.nashjohns.com. N A S H J O H N S dot com all of my socials are linked there for boy me and lady me and if you want to get complicated (laughs) on instagram it is at original nashley underscore tisdale n-a-s-h-l-e-y underscore t-i-s-d-a-l-e and venmo if you want to send me some dollars because a girl is poor it is at nash nashley n-a-s-h-n-a-s-h-l-e-y
0: thank you amazing well thank you for
1: finally joining me i know thank you for having me i'm so excited